Welcome to Unplug with Annie. It's me, Annie, and I am back for another beautiful, intimate conversation with a fellow creative. I learn so much from these conversations, and above all, I leave feeling so inspired, and I hope, and my wish is that you feel the same. Even if you can't apply it to the thing that you're particularly doing, I still think there is something of extreme value that you can take away from these conversations. And ultimately, I hope that you like it enough to share it with people you love and continue to follow Unplug and support this channel. You can follow and stay updated on IG, Unplug with Annie, and also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or whatever your preferred platform is. Until the next conversation, I hope you enjoy this. Lots of love from me. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today I've got a dear friend on the show, uh, someone I, I feel very privileged to, to call a friend. His name is Anytan Berriola. Now Anytan is, 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 is a tricky one to describe him because he does so many things. He is extremely gifted. He's a creative director, an artist, an entrepreneur. He is a three times best-selling author, an eight times award-winning author, uh, who has written books that the likes of Oprah and the Obamas own. He emerged from Internet Anomaly to Male Author of the Year. He's also the co-founder of a brand called Flourish, which is the largest community-driven marketplace to discover and shop Black-owned brands. I am so excited to talk about culture, to talk about his dreams, ambitions, how he got to this place and really dive into a conversation which I know is going to involve talking about God because that that is the foundation that I think we both celebrate and come from. So um, without further ado, I'm ready to dive deep with Any Tan. I'm so pleased to finally have you on the show. So thank you so much for, for speaking to me. Yeah, well, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I appreciate the time. So I want to jump right in so that my audience can know a little bit about you and your journey. And obviously, there is so much to talk about and not enough time to talk about everything that you've accomplished. Um, you're so multidisciplinary, which is incredible. But if you could give us like a small, like in a nutshell, a little bit about your journey. Oh, wow. Um I trusted God the whole time. Um, I've always had a voice in me that was very convicting since a young child. And I always knew that I had things that, to do that would um, be in front of a large audience. They will require me to sign autographs. It will require like one day a thank you speech in front of an audience. You know, and I didn't know why, because I didn't necessarily think I had the gifts that you know, justified those type of actions, right? I couldn't sing, I couldn't dance. You know, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, and people who got awards and signed autographs, they sang and danced, right? So I was kind of going after a thing that I didn't know how to define or describe, but I just knew it was in me. I think a lot of times we feel that um, collectively, we'll feel uh, that we're burdened by our convictions, so it'll always rest on us, right? And you feel good when you're in your purpose or your passion. It feels like, you know, people say you would do it for free, right? It feels like there's no such thing as time when you're in that moment. Um, I was connected to that early. I just didn't know what it was. 
And uh, it turns out that, you know, God just put a shine the light on me, just put a light inside of me that attracts others to me that allow me to um, then point to him, right? Point to the actual, I'm just reflecting just to point to the actual source. So that's done through, you know, I mean, I've written three best-selling books. So through that form of communication and literature, um, I toured the country and out of the country, you know, Australia, London, Toronto, just all over for over a decade with those three best-selling books. And um, that parlayed into, because I was the marketing machine and the business and the engine behind um, this explosive kind of book run, um, I naturally went into a creative agency, you know, because we produced the tours, everything was, <clears throat> excuse me, everything was vertically integrated. So um, that naturally, all that insight and data naturally led to more tours and, um, you know, it led to the passion I have today, which is co-founder and creative director of uh, the premier and largest marketplace to shop and discover Black-owned brands called Flourish. Um, you know, I played the drums as a child for my church for a long time. Wow. I thought I was going to go in that direction. I, I, I'm great with art, um, naturally. I, you know, I have these gifts, um, these natural gifts where I'm learning that wherever I pivot, whatever I do, um, I'm going where I'm called and assigned, so it's going to be blessed, right? It's less about me, my gifts, and my effort, and more about my willingness to obey and surrender to God's will. And wow. He'll bless it, right? I don't. It doesn't matter what I do; <laughs> God's going to bless it. Wow! Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But I think you've touched upon something really Im important as well, because of course we're all given such different gifts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like I know for the longest time, even in regards to acting, I always felt like, oh, no, if I was if I needed to be taken seriously, I had to kind of just be an actor. And so I was hesitant to, like, tap into the other gifts. Right. And, and just off the back of what you said, I think that is so interesting because you have you have organically tapped into all your gifts without it being any kind of barrier for yourself. Because I think really the barrier is mental. Yeah. I think we we have conversations with ourselves and there's also there's voices, right? Voices from the past that may have impacted us or, you know, that may torment us. It may have been traumatic. You can't do this. You can't, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Perhaps culturally, socially, um, you know, the world is typically designed certainly America in a way at a time is shifting where it's like, you know, we want you to assimilate and really kind of just be a worker, right? Be an employee in order for, you know, capitalism to work to, for the money to trickle up to the, the big wigs. And, you know, we need workers for that, right? So go to school, go to college, get a degree, get a job. That's a good life, right? So you can work for a machine in a system where you don't really even know that, that where the end output is, is going, but you're building up uh, a small amount of people's uh, pockets, right, to keep them in power. So the way that my mind worked as a kid and even to this day, I didn't see or understand the world as everyone else did. I questioned a lot as a kid. I didn't vocalize it, but internally I would see the way things operate. And I said, that doesn't make sense. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. I see the way, you know, my older siblings are just like, you know, neighbors or parents it's you know of the kids my friends from school I'm not gonna why would you do, I'm not gonna I questioned everything I wonder why like 
Why does every doorknob have to look like that? Why does the design on every door? Why does it, I would if I were designing doors, I would do this. Why did I didn't understand like because something is the way it is that it has to stay that way, and that's the only way that it can be. Mm-hmm. My mind didn't. So when you talk about like being confined to a box, yeah, you're not going to confine me to anything. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me. You cannot tell me what God has created me for and the, the, the walk that He has me on. So I had. I thought about like, oh my gosh, like I'm just going to come out with this book out of nowhere. It's like 2009, you know, people know me for one entire thing. Like they're going to be like, what the heck? (laughs) But I didn't, I was able to bypass that because I had a vision and could see beyond it. I could see where I could see beyond it. There's no way I was going to allow like some voice in my head to deter me from this incredible journey. So I pivot all the time, you know, like, and again, like early on having a, 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 a really, a gift in music, right? Like, I mean, I could play every instrument without even, I never took lessons, you know, <laughs> you just wow. figure it out, you know, and listen and hum the note, uh, and then find it on the piano and just figure it out. <laughs> um, but everyone thought I was going to go down that path, but I was like, this is really fun and cool, but nah, let me, let me go. I, I kind of interested in something else right now. Yeah. So I think it's important, you know, to allow people to be who they are and, and explore their gifts and not, you know, think that somebody is assigned to one thing. Mm, I, I think a lot of it is operating kind of from that fear mindset as well. If you put your energy into something else, like you, I, I know I have the perception that then I'm not paying enough ten- attention to this thing that I really want to do. And therefore this is going to suffer. So I'm going to have to pick one. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the fact that you've never let that that stop you and that there hasn't been like you said you haven't felt the need to like slot yourself in a box but obviously Mm -hmm. creativity then started super young and you were saying playing the drums and everything else but when did you feel like because obviously to write a book like that I know it was a specific calling for you at the time but did you ever like did you pursue it in the sense that at any point when you started writing, was the goal to write a book or is it that you had begun writing and then kind of <laughs> you felt that cool? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's very unconventional, which lets me know this Christ. It's like sometimes God will isolate you and talk directly to you, you know? So it's like, you can't even deny it. You can't say that, oh, that was just this. Or it's like, no, I'm talking right to you. So yeah. I had a mentor of mine that like, you know, he was a friend of mine. So he just observed how people would respond to me, how I'd interact with people. Um, he saw that light traveling and was kind of like, he was able at the time, and this was like 2006, to look at who I who I was, who I am, and really see me and identify it, right? And just kind of sit back and, hmm, that's interesting. Like normally my friends will just kind of be in the mix with me, but he was observing and he he told me one day like yo I got this I got this business idea for you man and he was an astute businessman and uh, you know young fresh out of college and I was interested I was like shoot whatever it is let's go and he wouldn't tell me what it was he was like I'll tell you when you're ready um, it's like what <laughs> he's like let's go let's you know whatever it is I'm ready he's like I'll tell you when you're ready one day I was in a a, a, a haberdashery in in Atlanta in Lenox Mall and uh, I was at the register. And at the register, there were some books, you know, and I just kind of like picked up the book and I was flipping through it. And um, he looks at me and he starts kind of like smirking and laughing. 
was like, what's funny, bro? Like, <laughs> I read gentleman books, you know, and he said, you know, that that idea, that business idea I told you about. And I started to kind of squint my eyes and connected the dots. I was like, are you what? A, a book? Like all this time you had said you had this incredible business idea. You're talking about a book, bro. <laughs> it's like, listen, man, check this out. I've observed you. I've been kind of watching your lifestyle. You know, like, what do you think about, you know, telling people in book format, like just kind of like how you do what you do, like a gentleman etiquette book. This, And I was thinking about it and I was like, these are books that I always seek out. Right. Like, mm. but they never spoke directly to me, you know, like Esquire's black, uh, you know, big black book. And, um, you know, there's a there's a bunch of the books that existed. The book that I picked up was called How to Be a Gentleman. And it was a series by John Bridges of like a gentleman at the dining table. Um, a Gentleman Eats, A Gentleman on a Date is like this whole series of books broken down. I said, what if I collectively came up with a book at a time like this culturally that did describe this lifestyle? Because my life um, opened up, my lifestyle opened up so many doors that education couldn't, you know, like etiquette is a practice that is uh, widely unknown, uh, misused or not used at all you know, undervalued, but it, it, it's amazing what it can do. Just being kind is really amazing. Like what I've been able to experience just by being kind, just by being myself, by being the, 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 the man that my parents raised, mm -hmm. um, and my, my, you know, my community raised. So that was the start of me even being interested in writing. I had no interest, you know, my mother before she retired was a speech pathologist. So she got her degree in English. And she's a teacher, right? And naturally, she would come home as a teacher and give her kids better than she gave her students, right? She was a great teacher. So she would give us like English aptitude tests and all of that. We were in gifted and talented education as, as childs, you know, my brother and I, and um, as children. And it was natural. English was like, you know, it was an easy A. You know, we always would pass English with flying colors in school because it was just like our, you know, it was easy. It was like physical education, like playing sports or something. It was just an art. It was an easy A. Um, so I naturally was kind of like, God prepared me for it, unbeknownst to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like even the fact that my mom was an English major, you know, she went into the, in college, she went into the wrong class. She was looking for the, the right class, like, you know, asking for help on her curriculum. I mean, on her, um, you know, her, her class schedule and she walked into the wrong class, but ended up staying there. Wow. So you talk about like purpose and God's you know, perfect design that's interwoven and in perfect tapestry that you don't even know about. Like I was considered, but way before I was even born or created, right. Considered before I was created. So that's why I trust the journey. I'm not, I'm not on this thing on my own. <laughs> Follow God and you're going to be good. You know? Yeah, and I well, a hundred percent, and I think definitely, definitely want to talk more about that. Just to quote, like one of your books, and and you brought it up, the the well, the the gentlewoman etiquette for for a lady from a gentleman. I was reading some quotes, and like I thought that this was a great one. That and you said that the world didn't give you your joy, and the world can't take it away. Take it away. Yeah. Right. And your value isn't in the hands of people, and your worth was determined when you got here. Mm -hmm. um and yeah I I just like that voice is, is so strong and you you talk about the world didn't give you your joy and I think we get so caught up in in that sense and that brings brings the conversation back to God 
how how has this relationship then of course I'm assuming your parents set the tone for that spiritual relationship was that very much the case or was it something you kind of discovered on the way it's both because you can't hang on to your parents ankles on their way to heaven you know it's like your your, your relationship with God is one to one it doesn't matter what you've grown up in what you you know have been um, forced to believe or whatever your experience. My dad, you know, was a minister in churches. So naturally on Sunday and Wednesday and some other days we were in church, you know, but um, I definitely grew up in church and they, you know, church raised me as communally and spiritually. But I also was the same kid who questioned everything. You know, you can't just like run the okie doke on me. So I'm not somebody, the fact that I'm a man of faith surprises me because I'm not easily convinced. You know, I just don't throw the wool over my head, right? And the fact that I believe in what I can't see more than what I can, you know, says a lot about, um, I'm not gonna say says a lot about God, like I'm some, but it, it's, it says a lot about my faith because um, I made a decision. You know, I had to experience God for myself. You know, going to church and all that, it was cool. And it was, um, you know, it's, it's you're almost conditioned in it, but it's not, it wasn't enough. It definitely serves as an incredible foundation, but I needed God one-on-one to like really, I needed a burning bush or something. Mm. You know what I mean? And I've gotten more than burning bushes in my experiences. I can't, the things that I've experienced are uh, in my relationship um, with God or, you know, they almost sometimes sound biblical because some of it sounds unbelievable. You, people will call me crazy if they heard the stories, right? Because <laughs> um, I've experienced things that just, there's no way. I'm talking about like it it goes deeper than whatever you're thinking. There's no way that, that, that that's even possible. Right. And I'm sitting there experiencing these things and um God reveals himself. I feel like he meets you at your level of faith. And faith is infinite. If there's no cap on it, like love, it's not like you can believe, all right, I've re- reached my maximum faith. Like the, the deeper you go, it's just like you're more just like. Almost like the ocean, if you're scuba diving, you're just like, oh my, what is this world? The deeper you go. But um, it was, a, again, my relationship with Christ is my decision. It's one-on-one. You know what I mean? It's 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 not solely because of how I was raised or, mm. you know, my experience. It's, it's one-to-one. I had to, I had to call on God at a time that I really needed him to show up immediately. And he did. Yeah. In a way that I can't, I can't explain that away. There's no way I could have, should have gotten out of that situation. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, I like, I feel like can't have the conversation without that. I, I feel like I'm in that period of my life where I'm just like realizing that the, the relationship with God can't be this kind of distant relationship where I don't involve Him in my plans mm. <laughs> because I'm, I'm so intimate. Yeah, because it just. I think I, I, yeah, I thought that it was all sort of a, a, like segmented relationship mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, you separate everything, but then you use your own mind to make your life decisions and just go, go, go <laughs> realizing that I'm just headed towards, I don't know what, um, versus yes. kind of this consultation process, which I, I think is very difficult for a lot of people to understand if they're not in that spiritual relationship yeah because i think we tend to over index on our senses right it's like if you can see it taste it smell it touch it hear it you believe it that's what's true to you whatever you can physically tangibly 
experience, whatever satisfies your senses. God doesn't satisfy your senses like like in, in like indirectly, of course. But when we're talking about something you can't even you can't see, you hear him, but it's not how it's not. It's not this audible that we're humanly familiar with. Right. It's different. It's like a, it's like your core, like your spirit, your entirety feels a here's a you can't even explain it. Right. It's like quiet, but it's 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 infinite and it resounds and it's resonating and it echoes and it's inescapable in a in a beautiful way, not like something you're trying to get away from or hide from. So, you know, and everyone has access to God. You can you can feel God. You can access. It's it's just about your faith. You whatever in the same way that what satisfies our senses, we believe. Whatever you believe is is real. Mm. It's, not, it's not it's not necessarily true, but it's real because reality is rooted in your senses being satisfied. Right. But reality is also dynamic. It shifts and it changes. The reality that existed two seconds before what I'm saying now no longer exists because something's changed. Time's a current. It's 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 always going. Right. So I think typically as you know, in this flesh experience, in this worldly experience here, we over index on what it is that we feel. And that becomes our truth. Right. That's how trauma works. Somebody tells you something about yourself that's not true. Mm. And you receive it. And now that's your reality, you know, and now you exist in the world with that reality that's not true. So your output and how you communicate with people and how you affect the world is in an inauthentic way because it's not even it's not real. Right. And then and that impacts everything. Right. But truth is true, whether accepted or denied. And it's always been, always is and always will be. Reality changes by the with the wind. So I think as we experience this life, we really, it's important to like focus on truth, Mm -hmm. not reality. Don't be, don't be fooled by what you see. Don't be dismayed by what you hear. Yeah. There's a truth that exists that is unseen and unheard at times. You know, if you, if you really look, you can see it. But if you're, yeah, if if you're just, if you're, if you're. Yeah, there's noise. The world is residue. Yeah. It's loud. Mm. You know, as soon as you wake up, there's some some bad news waiting on you. Mm. Mm. It's like the world is always doing this, pushing you, depressing you down, pressing you down for every day. And you have to every single every every moment you gotta show up. You gotta show up and you have to you have to lean on this truth um and, and stay, have your mind fixed and stayed on this this truth, this beautiful truth that it'll get you through that day. And like you you brought that quote up about, you know, the world didn't give you joy. The world can't take it away. It's aligned with that, you know, like despite what's going on, you know, like you still say, yes, you still believe come what may, you know, like my question daily is, but what do you believe? But but who are you? Not what do you believe, but who are you? Mm. When anything comes up, You ask yourself that question, but who are you? Yeah. And that ignites my faith. Yeah, that's 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 super powerful, super powerful. I mean, as a as a creative, because you are you're a storyteller among so many things, but mm-hmm. essentially I think everything you do is so creative. I think for creative, sometimes the challenge is there there isn't it, it's very hard to control things. And we want to uh, in our line of work, often what happens is you, you're, um, well, you are creating in there for producing your own work, but a lot of the times 
a lot of creatives are creatives are also dependent on other people giving them the work and therefore like really struggle with this sense of wanting to control things and manipulate things and make things happen and strive. Have mm-hmm. you found yourself doing that at certain periods of time or has it always been the case that, you know, your faith has been this strong and it's therefore like helped you navigate even the times where you felt like, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm planting the seeds in this project, but I can't see the fruit right now. But I believe it, it you know, I, I believe that envision, but it's just, in the journey on the way it's just not feeling like mm-hmm. you know that outcome is certain yeah I mean you look I'm human you know what I'm saying don't let all these don't, <laughs> don't let this talk fool you you know I feel things I struggle I navigate I you know I go between faith and fact you know what I mean I'm, I'm human but um I believe because I tried like I've tried, I've tried God. I know God to be true. Um, I remember my first book, like 2060 is when I had the conversation and I came, it came out in 2009 during the conversation. We were talking about it coming out either that following year, right? 2007. And then there's delays and there's 2008. My mentor passed away, you know, tragically. And he's the one that, you know, brought the idea to me. He's the one that, um, you know, said, hey, let's do this, this thing. He's the one that was kind of spearheading it. And before there was really anything done except the title that we came up with together. Um, and Bariolescas at the time, he was a part of my my friend circle. I would I would use that word. My last name's Bariola. And I just made up the word, you know, it's just, you know, I would talk like that, like, you know, somebody would say, yo, we're about to go to this, this club or whatever. I'd be like, is it Bariolesque? And they knew what I meant. You know, does it does it meet my standards, my taste level? You know, they say, yo, we got this this young lady wants you to meet and say she's burial-esque, you know. So I was using the word, <laughs> not even arrogantly, it's just how I talk. And my name, my last name means someone deserving honor, you know. Um, so you know, it it was it made sense. But anyway, there were several delays and several things that got in the way of uh getting that book out. It was like an impossible thing. There weren't a lot of um resources at the time this is 2006 you know like i don't even know if youtube was cracking or you know i don't, I don't, I don't know if facebook yeah. or that you know what i mean yeah. so it was it was more myspace days and um my i wrote this initially the book the book was supposed to be ghost written even though i maybe had the capabilities to write it like it was more about using leveraging my likeness and my lifestyle and the, the ghostwriter was going to have conversations with me and all this stuff but when my, before we even got to those conversations, my mentor transitioned, he passed away. And I never got to, like, I'm just sitting there looking at a, a, a cursor blinking, you know, and figuring out, like, what the heck am I going to do? You know, like, part of the tension that pushed me to finish the book was like, I got I to gotta finish this for him. You know what I mean? I got to, we started this, I got to finish this. So that was part of the thing that pushed me and it let me know like, oh, you have another level of capacity in you. I didn't think I'd be able to run that race prior to that. So uh, the book I, you know, I wrote, I wrote the book, the computer crashed. I moved to Atlanta to put myself in an uncomfortable situation because I understood the value of tension and how it could propel you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was sleeping in, you know, friend's couch in Atlanta, ended up moving in with my second cousin 
learned a lot there, enjoyed the journey on the way, because that's what I'm learning to do, roll down the window and enjoy the view. And uh, wrote it again after the computer crashed. You know what I mean? Just retained from memory what I could retain and wow. it, the book became better. You know, so I, these are, le- again, these are lessons you learn on the journey. You know, you're so fixed on something. You want this book to come out this date. It doesn't come out. You're getting frustrated. There's no resources. The book crashes. Your mentor dies. All these, this tension and all this stuff mm-hmm. boiling, but it came out. It refined the process and the output. It was all a part, a part of the journey. And um, the book became a bestseller. You know what I mean? And I called it one before it became one, like, you know, almost speaking into an existence. Um, and every book written since then has, even the books I've, I've ghostwritten. And it's been like, there were moments of me digging, like for, as an illustration, digging in a, you know, digging, 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 digging in a ditch, no dirt coming up, like seeing no hole, just digging, digging. And imagine a year passing, you're digging, you see no evidence of any movement. You're still digging. It's like, you I've been digging for like two years. I literally see no hole. Like what's going, would you continue? Do you believe in, and you're sweating, by the way, you're hungry, like opportunities are passing you by, like people looking at you like you're crazy because there's nothing coming up of your digging. Would you keep going? Mm. I did because I believed. I, I, there's, you couldn't tell me that the vision that God gave me, I knew the things I knew I'd be signing. I knew I'd have an, you know, a thank you award speech. I knew that like, I'd be in front of crowds and just, I didn't know the catalyst, the vehicle to take me there, but I'd always known. So I was at a a, a point where, you know, I, I had like seven credits or something left at college and, you know, like it was either, you know, finish up and get into information technology, computer science and stay in a cubicle, a box or jump out the window. And uh, because I had no real responsibilities, no wife, no kids, no job holding me down. I said, the time is now. Give this thing a valiant effort. Go after that feeling that you've always had. And let's see what happens, brother. Let's see what happens when you give it everything you got. Mm. I don't know if you've done that before. Let's see. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Again, it just I think it all ties into to the faith that you have been nurturing. And uh, it obviously, yeah, it goes way back I mean you're 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 constantly practicing it as well right as you said you come up against life challenges but it's it's in those testing times where the your faith is really tested yes this whole thing is a faith walk like what you believe is what you'll experience wow people call it manifestation there's all these things like and when you believe truth oh my goodness it, it's going to do something to you because it's going to adjust you because not truth isn't always like cute. <laughs> it actually hurts a lot of times. Oh, my God. He's like, imagine telling the truth to somebody, calling the person you love the most right now and just like starting. They're like, hello. And you just start telling them the truth. They're my, they might be like devastated. Yeah. You might. You might they may want to like end it all because the truth that it's not always, you know, pain isn't packaged well, but pain is. Um, perplexingly like it's a gift it's a strange gift Mm. pain is a strange gift because it's like it it's the the necessary ingredient for growth like 
You know, what do you work? Does working out feel good? You may you may eventually enjoy it because your mind mentally adjusts to pain and knows the benefit of it. But no, nah, I like lifted like the, 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 the it hurts. <laughs> like it's, ah, you're tearing your it's, it's excruciating. You're tearing muscle in order for it to build better. You know, like when your teeth come in a baby's teeth, it's like it's painful. They grow like, you know, birth, you know, life, you know, the, the, the way that life happens, you know, birth is, is it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growth is painful. So pain is is a is a yeah. Again, you you begin to see differently. Your clarity is different when you're closer to Christ. You don't you see pain as like a privilege mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something happens on the other side of that, and with him holding on to Him, and yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall, shall fear no evil, because Thou art with me, Thy rod and Thy staff walking through that and going through that you can get so fixed on 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 god that you're not even you know like you're walking on the on the water and you know until you take your eyes off god you you know you fall in right you you get you can do things that are beyond that don't even make sense in this realm they don't it's it's a different type of abundance and infinite that you're that you're tapped into that it doesn't even make it makes no sense you can't explain it can't explain it yeah, supernatural for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. I feel like I could keep like there, there's so much to unpack. We'll have to like do a part two and a part three. I want to keep going. I'm like, keep going you back. But um just just to kind of yeah, I guess conclude, I guess I just wanna ask you, you know, about what's next for you. Like what is something what what are the things that you're working on currently? I, I wanna definitely ask you. Um, because mental health is a big thing for me, like what you what you like to do to unplug because you're doing so many things. Mm-hmm. And, um, a little bit about the legacy you want to leave behind. But what I'm going to do is, because I think Zoom is going to just like chuck me yeah, off. Let's get back in. Let's get um, back in. Well, I'm long-winded. Yeah, well, well, I think we should log off and then yep. we'll, log, we'll log back on. Because I don't want it to like suddenly cut in the middle of the. Let's go. I was just like, no. So I'm just going to resend you a a link. Okay. Amazing. This is so good. Amazing. I wanted to ask you also a little bit about Flourish. You mentioned it at the beginning. I know that you're so big on community and this is definitely a community driven project. Um, Tell us a little bit about how that happened. So my business partner, Steve Canal and I, we'd, uh, you know, written books together um, and we went on tour. We went on this exhibit gray tour after I wrote the gray and he wrote the mind of a winner. And through that tour, you know, we highlighted um, artists. We'd have musicians come and perform and we exhibited art. And um, then we would have a difficult gray area conversation. It was always themed and we traveled around and do that. And the artists that we'd have come in, um, you know, they're black artists. We're kind of showcasing uh, dope art from unheard communities and um, unseen communities from the masses. And we wanted to, I definitely wanted to use my platform and Steve to um, elevate that and bring light to it, as well as bringing in um, different brands, fashion brands to, you know, just have visibility in the space. So it was dope going to these different cities and tapping in with, you know, these different markets, tapping in with the people 
that you know know what's what, right? And they're recommending certain brands. And of course, myself being a purveyor, I'm already <laughs> widely aware of a bunch of brands and just like love to travel so I could see these brands up close. And um, we'd invite them on tour, you know, just to support Black business and uh, support Black brands. And I mean, you know, with my books, like I have merch back in 2010 before it was like a, or was it 2010? No, maybe like 2014 or something before it was a huge thing. And mm. I've been a part of that side of like having, you know, a, a, a t-shirt brand, you know, and, and seeing it explode and just kind of knowing that side of things. Um, and I wanted that, you know, not just for myself, but I wanted the masses to be able to experience that. And Steve has, you know, gone on tour with Damon John when he was at Miller Coors. And uh, he did the Tap the Future tour where, the, you know, they were going around giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to, um, you know, businesses of color, similar to like a Shark Tank experience. Wow. So he's he'd been doing that for the course of uh, even prior to Miller Coors, really the course of his career, always kind of giving back and supporting, you know, underserved communities. And um, I've been aligned with that. You know, my closet was already halfway the, the clothes in there were all black brands, you know, um, naturally, you know, I'm looking for like, you know, the black uh, trimmer. I'm looking for, um, you know, uh, black toothpaste or toilet paper. And it didn't, I couldn't find a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. I said, one day there's going to be a world where we can just like all of the touch points be supporting black business mm -hmm. um, in a similar way that, you know, several communities do. Yeah. And even with my history of writing a book, you know, the first book I wrote, Burial Esque, the Contemporary Gentleman and Etiquette book for the Urban Sophisticate, it inclu it's including us, right? It's like introducing a man to etiquette um, in an easy way that includes us. Because mm. those other, you know, the, the first half of the book before the comment existed, but that includes us didn't exist. So I'm always considering us because the way my parents raised us cultured and aware and going to plays and playgrounds and going to like, you know, um, art exhibits and, you know, Saturday morning art joint classes and, you know, my mom supporting my, you know, my dad, my, my, my music and drumming and all that stuff. Like we were exposed. So I knew the importance of exposure and how it contributed to my life. Cause my, my parents were one thing, but the community collectively, like, mm. you know, like really, getting behind us oh man that made a difference in my life <laughs> hey yeah. sure so um i say all that to say we'd always been a part of you know the culture in that way and always uh, supported black brands so it was naturally the best idea to get together and make those lists that exist online because you can find you know lists of black stores with the links that you have to kind of filter through and click and yeah. You know, there's word of mouth, there's Instagram scrolling, but we wanted to house the largest platform, you know, to discover and shop Black-owned brands. And it's just one of those crazy dreams and goals. But, you wow. know, if you, I've already learned, like, it isn't crazy is cute to me. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> I'm attracted to it. Not at, only in the sense of a dream. Not <laughs> Yeah. My wife, my wife ain't crazy. You know, <laughs> only in the sense of a dream. Like, I'm really, if it feels kind of uncomfortable, like, that's beautiful, but ew, I don't know about that. Like I'm, I'm with it. Cause I know it's possible. And I know like how fun it is to like build that, you know, build that, you know, with, with thinking about the outcome in mind, like build that with that level of passion. 
So yeah. Flourish came about in that way, you know, it's it's, uh, it's the largest, we launched January 17th, so we're approaching our year anniversary. Wow. And, um, you know, we're already the largest Black-owned with, you know, uh, I mean, marketplace for Black-owned brands, you know, with over, yeah, it's it's been, it's been an incredible experience. We have amazing partners and um, really dope activations, live activations and experiences happening this year. Um, some really, really unique and creative partnerships uh so yeah I mean, check it out you know flourish f-l-o-u-r-y-s-h.com and um everything's on there it's 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 everything and it's competitive you know it's the best of the of the best so um we really enjoy it and it's growing and i love to see things grow that that is so cool it, it, i mean as you were speaking it's just i was reminded of that quote that if you're you know if your dreams aren't big enough um if they don't scare you they're not big enough that's yeah. what <laughs> you gotta feel that like i don't know about i don't know about that one like it's you know it's gotta feel it's gotta feel impossible because yeah i don't that again that word doesn't resonate with me yeah and a lot but a lot of artists say this you know like even when i'm thinking of you know actor interviews that i've seen people who are really inspiring to me even they say like you know if that when if that script comes along and and I'm, I'm I get the opportunity to do it but it's 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 scary actually to me because that voice kind of is in my head of like are you really going to be able to pull it off you know yeah. yeah and I mean you know there's some stuff that comes by that does scare you out of it you can't act like everything's a hit <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, there's a ratio here but it's still like there's that that there's that thing that'll come along and it's like yo this is this feels like a you know it feels like a thing like you want to do it but it's actually it'll be amazing if you could take your mind to actually mm. you know what it feels like when things are going well and, and you're doing it you know like if you want to be a musician or, or perform in a concert if you could take your mind to actually being on stage in front of a hundred thousand people and you're singing and it you know the lights are on and like the, the, the song that you created from, you know, an experience or from nothing, from nowhere, um, is all these people are singing. Mm. Like, if you could take yourself to that place and you just got off of a press run, you did all these interviews, and, you know, after this, you're going to go on a bigger tour with your favorite artist, you're just in it and you feel all of that. If you could take your place, your mind to that place, of course you want it. Guess what? It's actually possible. If that's what the calling and the conviction is that's on you, that's always do, 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 do. I mean, what's impossible mean, right? Like you break down the word, I'm possible. It's like clarity, like your perspective will allow you to see impossible or I'm possible. I see I'm possible. <laughs> like I see I'm possible. Like I don't see impossible. I see yeah. it's going to take, it's going to cost you, but it's possible. It's going to cost you. Yeah. Yeah definitely definitely will definitely will and uh, yeah I know that you yeah even before earlier in the conversation you mentioned like the importance of speaking life but I yeah going on from that point yeah mental health for me is it, it, like really something I'm super passionate about talking about because I think we, we do need to talk more about it and mm -hmm. um regardless of what you know whatever we're doing in our in our professional personal lives I think it's it's so important we all struggle with it to some degree obviously you've got your hands in so many pies and I think we've only just scratched the surface but 
it clearly requires you to distribute your time to so many different avenues, your energy. How do you then make sure that, you know, you're checking in with yourself, you're getting that one-on-one time with God, you're, you know, you have a family, you have so many commitments. What does that look like for you? Or what are the little things that you implement on a daily basis to just make sure that, you know, you're, you're taking care of you? Yeah, it's important. Um, first of all, I'll say thanks for that question because it's uh I know you asked it earlier and I started going off on a tangent, but it's important to get back to it because um I don't know, I, I feel like the journey isn't is often discussed in like the highlights and all that, but mm. there's you you have to be like your body is in this world, right? Experiencing this world. Your spirit's another thing, right? But your body, your physical body's in this, your flesh. You're experiencing the residue of this world, the sin-stained world. So, like, you getting tattered up. You know what I mean? Like, you got to protect that armor every day. You're getting darts thrown. You get it's it's you're getting tattered. You may not be able to physically see it, but oh yeah, you're getting tattered. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I think it's like wildly important to have a practice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I do have a very specific like. I when I wake up in the morning, I'm talking to God. I'm not I'm not picking up my phone. I'm not. You know, to do that is like getting into an accident or something. It's like because there's there's a guarantee that there's a collision waiting to happen. Right. Because something's there to some wall or that's what this world is. If you could see beyond the veil, it's like a bunch of just, Mm. you know, attacks and something trying to stop you and prevent you and get you off course. So um, I go straight to God. I pray. Um, I have like this. uh, I guess you could call it. not mantras because it's all of these um, particular quotes from the Bible. A lot of it's like Ephesians and Romans and Numbers, yeah. And it it almost reads like a sentence of um, affirmation, like affirmations, right? A sentence of affirmation. It's it's very powerful. Oh my goodness! I thought about today. I was like, dang, I should, I should. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, but it's kind of sacred, you know what I'm saying? Because the way that I got it. It was yeah. a gift to family members when my um my father transitioned. It's in the form of a bookmark. So it's a bookmark oh. and it's, it's his face on the front, you know, with the memory. And then it has all of these beautiful, just, oh man, these affirmations are so, they are powerful. Wow. I mean, it's like, it, it really reminds you who you are before you even, okay, that's who I am. All right, let's go. Let's start the day. So I, I after that, I read the word and then I read, um, the daily devotional by it's by Sarah Young. It's called um, Jesus Calling. Mm. And then there's an app for it. You can just, you know, there's a physical little mini book version. And then there's an app. And uh, it's every day. I try not for it to be like customary or just like a tradition. I try to really be present. Otherwise, you're just kind of like, it's just, you know, part of a cycle, like picking up the kids, eating food, dinners. I don't want it to yeah. be that. I want it to be an experience. So I try to like really focus and give that devoted time and then I'll take maybe a minute and just like close my eyes and inhale and breathe in deeply and then exhale and then as I'm breathing in I'm breathing in like you know what I've just consumed and I'm exhaling any residue from the previous evening or you know the the small time I may have spent not in communication with God just letting things out and then I start my day and it matters and I can tell like if I if I didn't do that, mm-hmm. I can feel it in the day. It's weird. I can feel it in the day. And I'll think back like, oh shoot, I forgot to even approach my day right. Cause I mean everything requires like a like a every, you have to honor introductions, don't you? Like yeah. customary. 
Yeah. You, know, like, you have to prepare food before you eat it. You can't like eat it before it's prepared. Well, I mean, that's what they say, right? Because a lot of people now, I mean, I'm saying generically speaking, because we're so used to this idea of convenience, even when it comes to food, if we're not, if we're not cooking, we're not like salivating. And apparently that is like scientifically part of that process, which allows you to digest your food properly. Yeah, you got to love it. You got, you know, so it's, and that's, you know, I mean, I think you, in that vein, it's important to pay attention to what you actually to learn what you actually prefer, what you actually like, what you actually love and enjoy, and and then to actively participate in practicing the things you love and enjoy and yeah. allowing space to let that in because society will tell you what you love and enjoy Yeah, because they'll tell you what gets the end results of what we think love and enjoyment is, like attention, natural things we need, you know, attention, um, affirmations, uh, word of affirmations, like be, to be affirmed, um, to be considered, to be heard, to be seen, right? Like society will, you know, dangle things that get those things. They allow you to be seen. They allow you to be heard. They, it may not be positive, but, you know, you get get to get that off. You know, you get to get that out. And it, it feels like love because people are loving and liking and putting a heart and, you know, <laughs> but it's not, it's not, it's not what we actually seek, you know? So I think it's important to understand what it is that you, you know, that you, that you enjoy and, Make sure you're participating in that because your body will tell you, you know, like you said, you salivate over that. That's how that helps digestion. Like that's a beautiful piece of poetic art God created for us. Right. Like, isn't that that's cool. Right. Amazing. But listen to it. You know, like if you smell something, it's like doing something. Ooh, this smells good. And nat- it's natural. And it's like you, you you desire it. Like, listen to that. And I, of course, you know. Use discernment because that can get you in trouble. That same frame of mind. So, like, use discernment in that. What you're thinking. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, but, that's it. Yeah, important. you got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer, exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, this conversation has been, yeah, incredible. Like, so so powerful. Um, to conclude it, I just want to ask you a little bit about. It's it's a question I love to ask everyone who who comes on and I speak to about what is the the legacy that they would like to to leave behind. Oh, he was love. He was light. Somehow, by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Amazing, beautiful. And can we can can we expect more books? is is yeah i'm always writing like you know if you look at the notes section in my phone it's like there's so many books there there's so many there's like films there's songs there's there's projects there's um uh activation ideas live experience ideas there's podcasts there's i did a podcast back in like way before podcasting like i don't know 2016 <laughs> or something or 2017 or something like that i think you before see- you set all the trends before the trends. Happened. Well, I never released it. I never released it. You know, I just, it's crazy because I have like four or five episodes. Some of those like really like classic episodes. I just, wow. I was like, I'm not going to keep this up. Like, I'm not going to be consistent with this. So I'm not going to do it. But it was, it was, we got a cover. We had sound effects. <laughs> like, wow. Almost, yeah. We got we to we do that one revive, time. Revive it all. Wow. It was called Etiquette and Bull ish <laughs> oh wow it was cool but um yeah it's in the archives but yeah um anyway 
there, there's a lot more. I, I'm sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to to being on this journey and seeing your journey. And it's um yeah, such a pleasure to have you come and chat and and share a little bit about it. No, I appreciate it. And you asked what's next. I'll say what's next is now. Because I see it. I see it. And you do too, right? You know you're being led, you know, so go where you're led. What's next is now. Just keep following that, that guiding light. Keep holding, clinging to that hand, you know, that unchanging hand. And the things that you hope for, the things that you dream about, the mm-hmm. things that you envision, those are future things, right? Mm-hmm. But it's happening now if you're envisioning it. Keep envisioning it and you'll see it. Keep moving in the direction that, that's bringing you to that vision. And you'll eventually experience it. Don't worry about it. Roll down the window and enjoy the view. I love that. I think that's the perfect, the perfect note to end as expected. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so amazing chatting to you and um, best wishes for for everything that's on on the journey coming up. Thank you. And thank you for doing this. This is beautiful. I'm going to enjoy looking back at this one. wrap on another episode of unplug with annie i really hope you enjoyed it as much as i enjoyed having this conversation and i hope you come back for more come back soon because there's going to be a lot more episodes in store and i am so grateful for all your support thank you for listening once again until next time